This episode of the Better Two Podcast is brought to you by Kitty Mystic and DM Needham, author of My Days with the Dark Muse, as well as Love is Worth Waiting For. Hi, gang. Donna here. Thanks for tuning in to the Better Two Podcast. Today's guest is Maria Hill. Maria has a business called the Happy Healing Shop. It's a virtual business that you can learn about metaphysics, intuition, get a reading, and also take classes. And well, you know me, when I like talking metaphysics, well, it gets to be a wild conversation. So enjoy. Hi, Maria. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Donna. Thanks for having me. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you for coming on. I know we had a little scheduling conflict and I'm glad we got that all worked out on my side. So I appreciate that. So you opened up your own metaphysical place virtually, of course. Um, <laughs> what made you decide to do that? I mean, I know a lot of people branch off because they get so tired of their job and they just are overstressed. So was it something along those lines that caused you to do this? Yeah. So um, a few years back, uh, I met my now co-founder, Trang Pham, and we were working together at a very large corporate environment for a very large, well-known, you know, entertainment company. And, you know, we were pretty, pretty unhappy (laughs) Um, and bonded through our pain, essentially, and started to like realize that we both had shared a common interest in metaphysical stuff. And, um, eventually she found out that I was a Reiki master and that I was a medium and all this other stuff. And that kind of excited her. And, uh, one day we were having her, um, it was like her 30, 30th birthday party. And it was at my, uh, apartments community center. And so while I was there, I just had this feeling like, you know what, let me just like for fun, let me just get my cards from upstairs, you know, my tarot cards and just to be, be a little bit of entertainment for the party and people just loved it. And we had a big old line. Everyone was just lining up and that showed her that, wow, this is something people are, they didn't even realize they were interested in. And it, it was impactful for them, even though it was just for fun. And so one day she's like, you know what? Um, what if we were to like actually do something with this? Like, should we start a business? Like, I'll do like the kind of behind the scenes stuff. And then you can do all the readings. And I was like, oh, well, that's, it's terrifying, but let's do it. And so, and we're both, you know, millennials of the, of a digital age. So we said, let's do an online shop. And that's kind of how we got going. And, and see that that actually works out for your benefit considering the pandemic. It actually lined up weirdly well. We had like one year before the pandemic hit and no one wanted to book online. They would prefer our in-person events, which we were like kind of frustrated by. And then because of the pandemic, people suddenly became more comfortable out of necessity, I guess, you know, booking with us online. And it actually weirdly did grow our business, which, you know, (laughs) life's weird like that. Well, I understand. It's funny because I do know I have another friend who actually opened a a storefront during the pandemic. And I'm like, I closed mine. I I had a, I live in a small town. We had a beauty shop and the beautician knew I was a reader and she liked me and she had an extra room and she's like, well, you can open up a space. Okay. Well, that's fine. But I live in a very conservative small town where the number of churches and the number of bars are evenly matched. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So do I really belong in here with the readings? Because, you know, I also was selling wax. I was making wax and making smokeless incense wax and stuff. And a woman loved my wax until she found out I read cards. And then she never wanted anything else to do with me again. 
So it's kind of it's kind of wow. this thing. So when the pandemic happened, besides my husband passing, it was just kind of like I already knew before he passed that I was going to have to close my space because the oh beautician had gone out of business as well. She's just like, I can't do this. So it was it was one of those things where it's like, let's keep moving along and, and see where it goes. So, you know, it, it's oh I wouldn't always say that a storefront is necessarily you have more costs, you have overhead, you have insurance. So if you can get away with doing it virtually and doing parties occasionally, that's the way to go. Yeah. Oh gosh. First of all, so sorry you went through all of that and sorry for your loss. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, life does force us to adapt. And I think every business owner at some point has had to figure out how to turn something that feels like a really big challenge into something that actually helps them evolve and grow their little entity. And sometimes that's oddly what we needed to get to the next step and see more opportunities. Great. I mean, I, I was, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, I want to do this. I want to open up my storefront. And it was just like, are you insane? And I look back and I just think you, you really, you didn't really think this through. It was just the opportunity was there. And it's like, okay. And I'm always one when somebody, an opportunity is presented, you need to try it out at least once. And if it, if it doesn't fit, then be done. But <laughs> I like that. It gives a little bit of flavor to life. And a lot of people are afraid to even try once. Like, so it's intimidating for sure. <laughs> well, and, and that's kind of where I'm at in this position in my life now. It's like my life has totally changed now. So it's like, okay, now I have to, to figure out to wade into the pool. And actually when my, I was doing the weekly this week, that's exactly what comes up. It's like, you have to decide whether you're going to put your toe in the pool or not. And it's time. It's not, you know, granted we have chaos all around, but when don't we have chaos? Exactly. Yeah. It just a different flavor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when did you figure out that you were a reader? Um, well, I think when I was a kid, I knew something was a little different because <laughs> I was like seeing dead people. Like my friends weren't seeing dead people. I didn't know they were dead people at the time. Um, and I just always had like poltergeist stuff happening. And, you know, my family's all witnessing this. I grew up in like this haunted house and, you know, kind of a, kind of a typical, like, I guess, uh, psychic, uh, youth story, but I fought it for many years and, you know, I went to college and I was like around people all the time and I was really picking up on everyone's stuff and I would know things about people. They're like, how did you know? And, uh, and so I would end up like, let's say, I think this one time was really impactful where there was a classmate of mine and, uh, we were, um, I was actually studying architecture we were, you know, all having stress and everything, but her energy just stood out to me. There was, and I started getting flashes of like, almost like memories. I'm like, these aren't my memories, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I pulled her aside after class. I'm like, this is weird. I don't really do this, but like, are, is, did this and this happen to you? And are you struggling with it because of this, this, and this? And she's like, started bawling her eyes out. Like, ah, no one knows that. I haven't even told my family or my closest friends. How did you know? And I was like, I don't know. And so I kind of explained to her. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh my God, this isn't just like weird, creative stuff in my head. And um, it took me like many more years of fighting it before. I think in my early like 20s, I started to actually realize that's what was happening. And I didn't know it was a medium until a little bit later after that, because I was like terrified of the idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I right. mean, I don't know how they come to you. For me, they usually let me feel how they died. And it's not mm -hmm. the most pleasant thing in the world. No, the no. first the first time I truly remember I was it was a Halloween night. I was hanging out with my friends and we were sitting there. And for some reason, I felt like somebody took an ice pick and jammed it in the side of my head. And I'm just like, what the hell? 
And then I was like, oh, mom. And sure enough, as soon as I called it, it went away. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, that's that's just that's how I realized it's like, OK. And then I've done I was reading for a client once and I'm sitting there and I'm holding my chest like right here by my collarbone. And the whole time I'm reading, I was going to start off with cards and it, I knew that her son had died and I'm starting off with cards. I'm like, no, 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 I got to do this. And I'm talking to her and I'm holding my chest and I'm like, I can't breathe. And I'm telling her all this stuff. And she goes, after we're done, she goes, I have to tell you something like what? She goes, well, he lit the room on fire first and then he shot himself right there. And I'm just like, thanks. Thanks. So I don't really do it that often. I didn't even want to do it. It just, when they come, they, and you know this, they won't let you be, they will (laughs) push you. Yeah. And they'll, they, I mean, it's weird, I I guess in in their dimension, they don't see things the way we do. Like they're, they're just in perpetuity in this energy. Whereas we're like, there's a time and place for it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, if you have any kind of like health problems, it can be really confusing on top of like, I I'm chronically ill and it messes with me and I've had to scale down to almost no mediumship readings because it, it blows out my nervous system and makes, and also just causes more unnecessary pain. Cause yeah, I feel everything. I feel, yeah. you know, people all kind of dying like overdoses and, you know, yeah. and heart attacks and, you know, <laughs> so yeah, I know. And it does not feel good, <laughs> no. but it's I mean, I, I was working a speed reading event and which is, you know, five minute readings. You, you can understand speed dating except speed reading. And <laughs> This couple, they came separately, I mean, to my table, but their son-in-law who was gone, that's what he wanted. It was like, you're not getting the cards, you're doing this. So it's like, okay. So I I read them. I told him what, told the father-in-law, mother-in-law sits down, tells her, you know, I tell her. And then I'm like, I got to take a break. And everyone's like, why? I'm like, cause I had to go (laughs) cry. I had to go just because it, it's hard. Nobody really, because you're, you're, you're empathic. So you're pulling all that in and you're feeling their pain besides the person on the other side. And you're just like, okay. And nobody really, and when you're working like a speed reading event, it's like, <gasps> no. <laughs> oh, the speed readings. That's, I started off doing a lot of those. Like I used to do um, on TikTok is kind of where we really grew. And I would do these live events and I would do, I don't even know, like a hundred readings in like, you know, a couple hours and that I would be fried. And that's when I started to realize like, it really does use Mm -hmm. all of your body's resources. And if, and you have to learn boundaries and you have to learn your limits or else you can get quite sick. Um, if you're not health, healthfully aware and balanced. So it's like hard lesson. (laughs) When when I've done, when I've done in-person events, I fortunately had a teacher tell me, she's like, look, if you're doing a a party or whatever, make sure you, and this sounds funny to some people, but make sure you have chicken, cheese, or some, you know, just some protein that way. And when I, when I do a, when I'm doing a fair, I'm usually doing 15 minute readings. And while that's not a big thing, people are like, oh, that's not a big thing. When you do 16 repetitive back-to-back readings and you're stepping into somebody's energy. Yes. (laughs) It can zap you. And I mean, I, I've had people that when they've sat down, it's just like you feel the, the drain right off. Yes. Oh, and yeah. It, the, it's intense. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I was like kind of having a burp going. Yeah, I, understand. <laughs> I understand. Hey, it's, it's, it's not live. It's okay. Um, but, but I mean, that happens. It, it's like you don't understand. I don't think people that 
the first time I ever did the medium thing, as far as with a client, I was working a house party and her dad came through and her dad's like, tell her I want to talk to her. I'm like, okay. So I tell her, she's like, I don't know how to do it. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know how to do this. I've never done anything like this. What the hell? I mean, mom coming to me, that's one thing, but no. And so he's just adamant. And finally, by the end of the radio, I'm like, just give me your damn hands. (laughs) And so I took her hands and I give her all this information. She's like, yeah, that's him. And I'm like, right, thanks. And I'm just thinking to myself, I don't want this. I, I don't want to do this. No, no, no. Dead people's not my thing. And yet <laughs> you were just born right into it. I assume yeah. like it's pro- yeah. when did you start having like an awareness of, of mediumship experience or like I'm, that you had that? I, my stuff that I'm more aware of honestly would be, I started with precog dreams when I was oh. younger. I I've always been one to have precog dreams. And it's funny because now I look back and I didn't even think about it at the time. I had this nightmare um about this movie prom night the original prom night movie with the guy with the ski mask and had this dream and typically when my dreams are really prophetic they will come through in threes so i i dreamt that this guy's coming after me with the knife i wake up and we watch the movie so i'm not thinking anything about this this was years later that i put all this together and i was like okay so go back to sleep i'm terrified but go back to sleep dream picks right up it's like okay go back to sleep again and the dream picks up again. And this time I pull the mask off the guy and it's my dead grandfather. So I have no idea. Okay. So I go wake up my grandma and my grandma sits up right. And she grabs me by the shoulders, terrifying me even more. Cause she's like, what do you want? And the reason why I say this, there's a reason why I'm saying this. So the next day I end up staying home from school, which my mom comes in to visit. And she's like, what are you doing home from school? It's like, oh, I didn't sleep well. Well, this is the same day I met my stepfather. And lo and behold, the long story, my stepfather wasn't the nicest man in the world, long story short. So now when I look back, it's like, oh, so, and the first thing I said when my mom introduced me to him was, you're in love with that thing. Not that you're in love with him, you're in love with that thing. And I was a sophomore in high school. So, but I mean, I had prophetic dreams before that, but it was just, I think that's, for me, more or less, and I can't say when my parents were supposed to go to Disney World, like when I was eight, we're all supposed to go to Disney World. And I looked at them and they weren't fighting in front of me. So where this came from, I don't know. I said, you guys need to go by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kid says that? that That's so random. <laughs> <laughs> what kid says this about Disney World? You guys need to go to Disney World by yourself. You need some time alone. What kid turns down Disney World? That's some higher wisdom for sure. <laughs> they ended up splitting like the following year. Wow. So I, I look, I don't, I'm sure there's other things that I don't remember, but mm-hmm. I can look back and just, so it's maybe not so much the medium stuff, but there was other things there. Wow. That's so. all. Yeah. Those are some really strong signs. I could hear these stories from people all day because they're so interesting. Like some podcasts I listen to are just the stories, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow. Like, and you see the similarities, uh, but there's also such variety as well. So uh, that's really cool. <laughs> one, of the, one of the earliest dreams that it's not the earliest dreams, but one of the thing, one of the dreams I really remember is when I was queen of my school. It's because that summer beforehand, because I grew up in New Orleans, we had Mardi Gras and Epiphany and that summer beforehand, I had a dream about me being queen. I had a dream about the guy being king, the guy who I had a crush on at the time. And <laughs> I had a dream of the dress and everything else. 
So fast forward to January and luck of the draw after I begged my mom to let me do it because she wanted good grades. And I'm like, okay, fine. I give her what she wants. She gives me what I want, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be queen. I can be queen or I could be a member of the court. They pick the guy. The guy I liked is king. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Teacher picks, my, picks the name out of a hat, walks around to every girl's desk, goes to lay it on their desk, pulls it up. Pulls a piece of paper up, comes over to my desk and says, congratulations. Oh like, my okay, God. so check two. So the the dress and everything. In New Orleans, you have kings and queens and dukes and maids. And you have all these velvet form fitting costumes and everything. And these are people that are in their high, you know, their early 20s, late teens. I'm only 14. So there's no way this should fit. But I've already developed a little bit. So we go to the place. It's the queen of hearts dress, big old heart headpiece, hearts on the dress, gorgeous dress. I put the dress on, they zip it up, no alterations needed. It was the dress that I saw in my dream. And so lo and behold. That's wild. I mean, even even though, yes, I am all psychic. When I hear these stories, it is just still so wild as a human being. I just, we're all still, you know, human. So when we hear these experiences, I mean, it's still just insane. Like the amount of things that have to line up. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like the random dress. I just can't believe (laughs) it's incredible. I I have a random story about meeting a rock star. Um, I had met him before, but my friend and I were going in concert and we were staying at their same hotel. And my friend jokingly says to me, it's three o'clock on the dot. What would you do if you were in the elevator? I'm like, He's not going to be in the elevator. Miss intuition here is like, he's not going to be in the elevator. There's no, no way. I'm, I'm 5'8". She's 5'11". He's 6'2". So we're outside the elevator, her and I, and I'm like, I feel so short. She's like, I got flats on. What do you want me to do? I'm like, I just feel so short. <laughs> the elevator door opens up and there he is. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, shit excuse my French oh no Um, (laughs) and so we get in and she's on one corner he's on the other corner I take this corner and of course I have to turn to look at her I can't go forward and I wasn't going to go between them and he said hello and of course you know you wish the elevator would just go straight down but no no it's going to stop on every floor (laughs) and so then I have to move between them so here I am feeling really short and he turns to look and looks down and starts chewing gum, looking down at me. Yeah. So that's one of those random moments. Where so that's like, why you felt short, huh? Because oh, you were sensing what you were going to feel. I'm, I'm guessing. Is that what? Oh, oh my God. Well, that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of psychic people end up having really interesting lives. Like they have weird things happen to them. And probably all of them could write a book. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> well, you know how they always talk about Twin Flames, soulmate stuff. My husband and I were so in tune before even when we first started dating the very first time we hung out well not very first time we hung out but the first time we hung out on a halloween he actually saw my mother on top of me and he had never seen a picture of her or anything he was supposed to be meditating and then of course he looks at me later on and goes how do you know that was his favorite saying for a long time was how do you know because he wouldn't (laughs) he wouldn't he was always questioning his intuition but um he was working in the city and I was working on the suburbs and my eyes start seeing this rainbow prism. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I mess, I email him. I'm like, are you having problems with your eye? And he messages me back. Yeah, I am. How did you know? Oh 
And as soon as I said it, it went away. I'm like, okay. Cause I mean, seriously, when we were after years of marriage, it's like, man, my knee's hurting. Yes. Yeah, so is mine. Mine would stop. I'm like, okay. So yeah. Definitely. There's a connection with people you're really close with. I notice whether or not you're like, you know, you're psychic or you're, you know, more intuitive than the average person. I do notice that seems to be a, a thing that's reported between couples, best friends, you know, like they start to really connect um, energetically in a way that's almost basically telepathic, which is fascinating. It makes you wonder how many of us are unknowingly feeling things from other people and just not paying attention to what it means. Well, I had a neuroscientist on the show and, and, you know, I figured he would not be into all of this, but he is, he's like, we are connected. There is, there is actual tangible proof that we are all connected. And so, yes, of course I dumped it down to star Wars, but <laughs> because I mean, when, watching star Wars as a Good kid, analogy. that was one of my favorite movie that I loved, but it wasn't until I started really digging into the metaphysics that I was like, wait a second. I had a whole new perspective of it. Yeah. I've, that's oh gosh i love star wars but star trek as well like i feel like there's little nuggets of truth just like hidden in all those things so just like it's like to make it more palatable for humans Mm -hmm. so that we we take the information in and because we're fantasizing it it's more acceptable than if we were to know oh no that stuff kind of actually exists in some ways um but i feel like it does give us like that subconscious familiarity so it's kind of interesting how media could do that too well i don't think we realize the power we have i mean when we're talking about stories when i was taking an intuition class i had to send anger to somebody and a few mm. weeks later i ran across my classmate in the grocery store and she pulls me aside and she goes i have to tell you something I'm like what she goes you gave me a headache i'm like what she goes when you were sending anger to such and such um yeah my head was killing me and as soon as you stopped it was gone and I'm just thinking, how is that possible? Ooh. But apparently it is. And I don't think we realize the, in, you know, you being a psychic, you know, when somebody is sucking off your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people don't, I don't think. Yeah. We're, I think it's partially because even people who are not like born with extra like sensor, like I think we all have extra sensory abilities, but like extra, extra where we're like, mm-hmm. okay, I think I'm can be a professional. Um, I think, you know, we aren't taught to like be, to be, uh, to include those things and to be aware of them and to process them. And so a lot of people are just bogged down all the time and they don't even know why. So I hope one day that we have more of an awareness and maybe meditation helps to do that because you do kind of do body scans. You're starting to pick up different things in different parts of your body, but yeah, like if we are having resentment towards someone, it can potentially make them ill over time. It can cause harm. Um, so yeah, I know, I think if we're all, but it's also scary to think that we have that much power, right. (laughs) And that we're just unintentionally blasting it all around, like just flagrantly, you know? So hopefully humanity learns how to harness that a little more responsibly. (laughs) I think part of the reason too, is people are taught that you have to be special. Not all of us are intuitive. And the fact is we are all intuitive, at least a little bit. It's a matter of unlearning the fact that, you know, Somebody, I, I've had a friend who was a medium from a child, being a child, her parents sent her to get exercise and I'm not talking oh, at the gym. Yeah. So you, you know, that kind of thought mentality that still, that still goes on today. I've been there. <laughs> my first husband was, my first husband mm. would be like, what did he, oh, I don't even remember now, but he would, he would just basically make fun of it. You know, yeah. it's like, really? So 
I think if we can learn to teach kids to be more in touch with themselves, we'd be in a lot better place. Yeah. And it would go a long way for mental and physical health as well, because I think people even get information from their bodies that um, it's a sense about something. It's, you know, like I had something since I was like a teenager, I was like, oh, my heart, you know, feels weird. Something's wrong. I just, you know, but I'd go in and they'd say, it's fine. You're too young, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept going to the ER for these weird things. And they just now found a valve problem. And I'm like, you know, like when you're, when you're picking up on the energy around it before it's like, man, it's, it's frustrating at times, but we can be aware before something gets really bad. We are given all kinds of energetic cues from our own body and our own consciousness, but we don't really know what to do with that, you know? So hopefully through like awareness and training and also acceptance, that's probably what we need first of all, because if we don't have acceptance of this stuff, like you're saying, the stuff you're going went through and a lot of people, um, a lot of the people that I talk to on my lives, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, they think I'm like, there's like Satan talking to me or like mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> it scares the crap out of people and they shut down instead of accepting and refining and integrating. Well, and I want to say something else about the fact that I'm all about medicine. I'm all about doctors. I think that's a good thing, but I think sometimes the medical profession sees parameters as this is it. This is it. There's nothing here. Exactly. So if you're, you don't fit this box, you don't have a problem. I mean, I have a thyroid issue. It was undiagnosed for years because, oh, well, the parameter said you're healthy. And I, I think, I think what you touched on earlier about you being ill, I have my own issues as well. Health issues. I think people that are intuitive, highly intuitive, we tend to get ill. I think we do have medical issues and health problems because we, maybe it's because we were picking up so much all the time. I don't know, but I think, I think it's very common. It. Yeah. There's an analogy my mom always uses because, you know, as a parent, it's hard for her to see her kid not do so well, but she says, yeah, it's almost like, um, your body is not the same, uh, like capacity as your energy. And it's like shorting out your body. Like your energy is your soul's like shorting your body out. Your energy Mm -hmm. is shorting your body out, like putting a, the wrong type of uh, plug into an outlet and it's, you know, blowing it out all all the time, basically. And I was like, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. Um, So perhaps, you know, because we're bringing through so much energy and it's so powerful, like I blow out electronics all the time. It was like, I literally design software for a living and I'm constantly having malfunctioning technology. So I'm like, Oh, what a field to choose. Um, But, but honestly um, it's there, we are radiating and bringing in and, channeling through from other dimensions. So who knows what that does to our bodies over time, you know, with yeah. the, the, all that like high vibrational energy coming through this dense body. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had a sleep, I've had several sleep studies, but they did an extended one and the doctor's like, your mind is waking up like every seven seconds. You're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. But I mean, yeah. you, when you think about it, we are constantly downloading stuff. Constantly. Yeah. And I don't think everybody does. I think some people are fortunate enough not to be vibrating so highly. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, oh, look, we're so like ascended because we're, we're, we're at this frequency. It's actually probably shortening our lives, but, um, and it's just because perhaps, you know, that's part of why we're, why, why our souls wanted to be here, but there's limits with these, with these bodies, you know, um, they're pretty damn dense and we live in this really dense, you know, society in a dense, you know, construct. So we're trying to bring these ideas in 
And that's why we get so much resistance as well, because it's just clashing all the time. But there's, it's interesting to see how many people who are healers, psychics, mediums, whatever readers of general, they, a lot of them have really quite severe health problems. I've seen a lot of them kind of die younger than they probably should have, um, or just be so sick all the time. And, and part of it is boundary setting. Like some of them, you know, you feel so drawn to help because you feel the pain that people are in. And sometimes it's hard to say no, it's hard to like, let people figure it out. And that can be part of it you know, um, and so you're just constantly tapping into all kinds of other sick energies that people are sick, suffering, whatever. And, um, who knows what that does as well. I mean, reading in a, an event once I had this guy come over and sit down at my table. And as soon as he sat down, I felt like somebody had taken and took my heart and put their hand around it and was just squeezing it. Mm. And I'm reading him and I'm thinking to myself, something's wrong and and i start doing the cards and i'm like the medical card shows up and at fairs i do and even with my personal clients you still have to have because i've been told before in a reading that oh such and such is gonna or the generic form of such and such is gonna die no real detail but and that eats at you because you're like trying to figure out this piece so i looked at him like you need to go to the doctor i said you need to go get checked out why you just need to go get checked out that's what's here I wasn't positive. Most likely it was his heart. And I'm pretty sure it was his heart, but I'm not a medical intuitive. I'm not going to sit there and tell you because there's a liability factor and working in insurance from that background. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. (laughs) So I finished reading him. He gets up and it was in a gym, a high school gym. He goes and sits down and like for the next two hours, just stares at me. Like, how did I know? And I'm just like, dude, you're creeping me out. But the fact, in fact, the matter is as soon as he got up, my heart felt fine. Hmm. <laughs> and, and it's like, sometimes people carry that energy. Absolutely. It's like, you know, I have heard other practitioners talk about this as well. And I believe this, that the energy of what is to become physical does start off in uh, outer layers of the, or it starts off in non-physical layers, you know, of your body. So like in your aura and it kind of works its way in, as the energy becomes more dominant, more stronger, it's almost like that's how you can. So if we come into contact with our aura, we're picking up on that possibility, like lingering around in there. Perhaps it's a lifestyle thing. Perhaps it's something they're meant to experience. But one of the things that people ask me a lot, and I wonder if you get this too, is like, yeah, how do you handle these difficult readings where you see something really bad's going to happen? Right. And like you said, there's a liability and some people are just going to tell you. And, and that's a little bit, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that myself to just, you're going to die or like some, you're going to have a heart attack. So how do you, yeah. What, what, what do you think about okay. that in general? Well, I have predicted death. Um, but here's the thing about that. I was an, a newbie reader. I knew my parameters. It was for one of my friend's friends. And when the cards came up, there was a certain way the cards laid out. And I said, it looks like he's going to be okay, but then something's going to happen. And I mean, I felt morose for telling him this. I didn't want to tell him his, his, his cousin had gotten into a car accident. And so a couple of weeks have passed and he calls over and he's like, oh, everything's fine. I'm like, oh, awesome. Good. I was wrong. Thank goodness I was wrong. Next day he calls and tells me he died. Oh God. But that being said, I've also had those cards come up similar, but different. And I warned somebody, but here's my, my rule of thumb is if I am dealing with somebody that is a friend that I know personally, 
then I will tell them fully. Mm -hmm. If I am dealing with another reader and they are well aware of what's going on, I will tell them what I truly see. If I'm working a party or if I'm working a fair and I suspect something, I will tell you to get checked out, but I will not tell you too, that you're going to die or whatever. There was one kid I worked at, I worked at a college Halloween party and this kid had a very bright future. He could have a very bright future, but there were some cards that came up that were hinky that made me feel like he was going to be shot. And I told him all I kept telling him over and over again. And his friend that was sitting there, I'm like, make sure you take care of yourself. Do not go hang out with anybody by yourself. Make sure you're always with your friends. Because you have a very pot, bright future, but you've mm -hmm. got to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and being careful. So it's telling somebody something without telling them something. Because you, you can't, it messes with your head. Oh, yeah, it does. In the case where I told the other reader that the cards lined up, that I, I'm like, there's some trouble here, but I don't think there's death but there is some injury. And sure enough, the person was beaten by their boyfriend and went to the hospital and she ended up recovering, but she did come close to dying. Oh. So it all depends on how they lined up, but I don't, I don't like talking about it because you can't, especially in certain circumstances, you can't be in that energy and telling somebody at a party, Hey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> now awkward moment was i was reading at a bachelorette party and i read for the bride and the funny thing is i had it goes back to my very first party I ever worked but <laughs> i read that her husband was going to cheat on her oh, no. her future husband and this is such a bachelor party or bachelorette party but it's funny because the very first party like you were describing i went to a halloween party dressed as a gypsy I had never worked a party. I was a newbie <laughs> reader and somebody asked me, did you bring your cards? And I'm like, yeah. And half the garage cleared out and the other half lined up and said boyfriend there, the guy, because he was just a boyfriend at the time, starts bringing me cookies and stuff and making sure I have something to drink and everything and was being super attentive to me. And it's not that I remembered that at the time when I'm reading her, but then after a while, after I was done, it's like, oh yeah, he will. No doubt in my mind. My goodness, that's so awkward. I know. <laughs> so How extraordinarily do you awkward. <laughs> like, I because you her, don't want to give people bad news, but I, uh, my stepdaughter, I read the day before her wedding, and I told her what her, that there was going to be issues with another woman and her her marriage. Her marriage didn't last. I think three months. Mommy dearest, his his mom was a problem. Not one of those. Yeah, but oh. I didn't know at the time. I was thinking he was no. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Those are some fantastic examples because inevitably as a reader, you're going to come across stuff like that. And, you know, there's a big problem on social media where people who are like, they learned kind of some basic tarot reading, let's say, and now they call themselves a reader and they're saying extremely damaging stuff for views on TikTok lives and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, like the experienced practitioners are like, what are you doing? Like, just because you know how to read a card doesn't mean you're a reader. Um, it, there, it's an art form in, in and of itself to have the grace and the discernment and the restraint to, to um, also customize the approach for your um, mm -hmm. 
your client because everyone has a different style and you are constantly adapting, which is another reason why it's hard to do, like you said, like six, you know, 16, whatever readings or yeah. like a ton of readings stripped together because your your energy is constantly adapting to fit your client as well and their needs. Um, but yeah, no, just because nowadays everyone's more, a little more comfortable with, with the stuff, um, still, still working on it. But the dark side is that people like, are like, I can get famous doing this and the fear stuff really sells. So there's, there was a girl that got really big backlash for doing pendulum readings and people be like, is my grandma going to die? And she'd be like, "Mm, yeah, sorry, hon. She's gone. Like just really unempathetic, really. So she got like majorly blasted on there, but it was just, it, it was like, you can use a, anyone can use a pendulum. That doesn't mean yeah. you're a reader, you know? So it's, there's a lot for us to learn. <laughs> well, I mean, th- th- this is, I grew up, I mean, for me, my mom used to go down in the quarter and get readings at the bottom of the teacup. So while she was getting a reading, I was kind of looking around going, well, this is kind of cool. Mom would not let me do anything, but I was like, well, this is kind of <laughs> cool. But I remember being at Barnes and my, you know, my teacher, when I started learning how to read, cause I took intuition classes and she was my reader before she was my teacher. I went into, I got a deck that I, she used cause I liked it. It had all the celebrities in it and stuff. And some people disagree with what she did, but she's like, see the book, throw it away. I want you to read intuitively. Cause the very first time I ever went to her intuition class, she made me stand behind a woman that I had never met. And I put my hands on her shoulders and I'm telling her all this precise information about her, her boyfriend and her kid and the eye color and hair color. And at the same time, I'm feeling this really weird, creepy, tingly sensation in the left side of my body growing. And I'm just like, certain point, I'm just like, I'm done. Just done. I, I'm freaking myself out. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, so she taught, that's how I learned how to read was, you know, get rid of the, just go for it. Okay. Which, I mean, I did learn, I do know some of the basics. That's not a problem, but I use my intuition. That being said, so I'm at Barnes and Noble one day, and I always tell people when they're looking for a deck to pick a deck that calls to them. Don't go for the writer way. It's fine if you want to learn how to read, that's fine. But if you really want to be immerse yourself in reading, you have to find a deck that calls to you. Because yeah. I've had a writer wait. It does not do a damn thing for me. So you'll appreciate this. So this girl is there and I was a regular fixture there at Barnes. And so I'm walking by and I'm, and she's like, and I'm like, so you're looking for a deck. She's like, yeah, I'm looking for a deck. She's like, I had my, I had my first reading this weekend and the lady told me I was intuitive. So I'm going to get a deck and I'm going to go into business for myself. (laughs) And I just looked at her like, okay, I'm going to the bathroom. (laughs) I'm not even going to talk to you. (laughs) You can think <laughs> go for it. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes now. It's like now there's just like a bunch of those mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere. And it's like, and it gets people who go to these people into so much emotional turmoil and trouble. And then they get hooked on these people. And then some of these people are even almost becoming kind of like cult leaders. It's fascinating to see how, like you're saying, when you tried to open up your shop at first, you were really considering the demographic. Is this even going to work? Well, now we do have more openness, maybe not in certain parts of the country still, but it's a general consciousness shift. And, and now we're, we're, we're exploring the dark side of being like, of opening up to this stuff. I mean, it's like, it's, it never fails to like, amaze me is like the lessons humanity has to get thrown into the, the opposites of, of every experience. And, and that's the thing. It's like, people will sit here and think, okay, well I can do this because 
such and such did it. And, and granted, some people will say I'm not a reader because I read intuitively. But if I can tell you things that are precise and narrow, then I've done my job. I mean, I started putting cards on TikTok and I've gotten some that have followed me and liked me and that's fine, but I'm not doing it because I'm trying to do a popularity contest. Exactly. And I think that's, that's where you have to really look at the person who's reading is, are they doing this because they want to help somebody? Are they doing it because, oh my gosh, how many likes did my video get? Mm-hmm. That's right. And you can sense it too. Like I've noticed there's this common kind of vibe that goes with these ones and it's not just me. There's some other mediums I've met on there who are very, they're like evidential and they're, you know, a little more like they're kind of gr- these grounded mediums. And um, when, you know, they're a little more brave than me and they'll just like call them out. And I'm like, mm, yeah, don't do that. Um, but, uh, but basically they, it's this, this kind of negative um, energy around these people. You can sense just this, the, there's like this co- toxic type of mentality They've got a lot of things they have not even remotely looked at and worked through, which is why at our, at happy healing, the happy healing shop, we are really big on teaching people about, Hey, work on your, your crap first, before you decide to really like help others, like at least try, you know, do some, maybe some shadow work inner child work. Um, because if you're, if you're just like that girl, like I've got, I'm intuitive, I'm going to get these tarot cards and start going. Well, you're going to, you're going to maybe have a bias to your readings. You might have, you know, you might be telling people things that are inaccurate because of how you're feeling that day. Like you might not be tied into your own energy enough to tap into others accurately, but in some cases like you, you know, you may have just, you may just walk by people and get like a whiff of their energy. And you're like, oh yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, different energies. Yeah. Different, different people, different, different levels of, of personal soul evolution as well. You know, some, some people do naturally have more of that kind of grounded energy and can kind of get into it quicker. It just depends on the person. It does. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back guys. And we're back. Yes, that's a little longer than normal for our break. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it's interesting that people, they just, while we are more open to it, there's also another whole drawback that there's more people that are actually thinking it's toxic. I will say there was an event that I had to laugh at because this woman comes over to my table with her grandson and she's like, oh, look, there's God's crystals. And I just kind of looked at her like, I didn't say anything. And she's describing this to her her net, her grandkid that this is crystals that God created and how they're so magical and everything. And I'm just sitting there going, I guess whatever works, whatever works. So like people, it's kind of like, and since you come from New Orleans, like how when um, Catholicism was kind of getting impregnated into the area, it got mixed with the local belief systems. And now you have this hybrid. Um, it kind of reminds you of that it's like taking, like, I've seen a lot of people do this with specifically Christianity where they'll take it and they're very interested in metaphysical stuff, but in order to make it palatable for them and so they don't have as much guilt, they will kind of somehow fit it in and make a whole narrative about it. Yeah. I used to have a client (laughs) that would come in and she'd see me and then she'd go to confession the next week. (laughs) Exactly. Constantly counterbalancing it with a little extra dose of Christianity. Or... Now, the interesting thing, the story, the neuroscientist that was on, he actually wrote a book about Tarot and Revelations and how they are linked together. Really? Yes. 
it was very interesting. It was we didn't dive totally into that because he wanted to talk about Freemason. He was a Freemason as well, so he had his <laughs> own little woo woo going. But uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's just it's an interesting thing because we all sit here and say, well, you know, Christianity is this, and this is this, and this. Look, folks, it all basically holds a lot of the same principles. If you all boil it down and cut all the BS off, it's all about the same thing. That's truly, I mean, it's liberating, right? When Mm -hmm. you can get to that point. And personally, I have, uh, yeah, kind of just stepped away from any kind of religious belief uh, because I want to be able to explore the nooks and crannies of like everything and just, I don't know, enjoy the experience and really hear people without a filter and um, and it wasn't easy, you know, but I, I never really resonated since I was a kid with religion. And I just, something didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was the whole truth to me. And so I always felt like I was just kind of going through the motions until I got older. Well, I remember in my thirties and one of my friends took a comparative religion class and she comes over to me and she's like, do you realize that there was books in the Bible written by females? I'm like, what? In there. <laughs> she goes, yeah, they were taken out. I'm like, mm-hmm. so back to the God and the goddess. So why do we, you know, why do we have these? because of the male hierarchy that we needed to to make the woman be the good little woman mm-hmm. but i think it is all about balance i think if we had more balance across the board we would be so much further along in this world i mean my friend who's a medium who's been on the show several times sarah martucci we joked one time we were talking about aliens for the halloween episode we we're talking about sasquatch aliens and all this fun stuff Ooh. and <laughs> And we were talking about, you know, do the aliens drive by and say, okay, better lock the doors. (laughs) Don't want to go there. Lock the doors. Shady side. (laughs) There's literally memes about that on the internet, about like earth being like this. The whole earth is just this shady neighborhood and they just kind of like, yeah, roll the windows as they cruise by. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah, another another thing when we were talking about Sasquatch, she's like all these Sasquatch shows, they're, they're sending out a mating call. Do they are 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 they going to be prepared for what they might get? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, there's so many fun topics, right, to just dive mm-hmm. into, and it's never, it's almost never, really, never ending. But it's interesting though because you'll get you'll get so many different answers to this, and people definitely get kind of overwhelmed. They're like, "Well, then this other person said this, so." But you're saying this, so like, what's the what's the truth, right? And I guess, how do you explain that to people? Well, that that's a very good question. I mean, because some people will say, well, the pyramids, you know, men built them, did they? And and isn't it interesting how they all have like power central? You know, they're they're located in powerpoints on the. I mean, they're unexplainable. There's just certain things, and yes, you'll have the one person tell you, well, you can't buy your own tarot deck. Oh, it yeah, has to be that? gifted. <laughs> That is that's been around since I was younger, and it's like I'm buying my own deck. I don't really care because I collect <laughs> decks. So, I, I mean, I, I think there's just these old rules that somebody said you can't do this. But I think that when you're a reader, and I'm sure you agree, you have to have some responsibility to your clients and to yourself. You can't just get on TikTok or whatever and just that's dangerous because it's it's tantamount to the and I and I'm shouldn't say this because I know some people will get mad at me. It's tantamount to back in the 90s, the neon sign shop that you walk into to get a reading and their first thing out of their mouth is you have a curse. 
people are doing that on TikTok now. It's are like you serious. Re- I swear they've recreated that whole vibe, and people will come to us and say, "I don't know what to do." They said, "There's a curse. I have to pay them several thousand dollars, or even worse, they will make a fake account of us and then message our people that follow us and try to do that to them." I know. So, on Inst- I know. On Instagram, there's the big scam thing going. Oh yeah, Instagram, TikTok. Every, it's it's completely. I have like a, I think like seven account, no six accounts. I think of just my mine alone, and the Happy Healing Shop also has them. And we have to constantly be doing PSAs, but it's it's a it's alive and well, unfortunately. But then but. apparently, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok are thinking about. And no, Chloe, you're not going over there. Sorry, babe. Hi, Chloe. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Um, she'll go lay on the laptop and then no, no telling what's going to happen. She's got a kitty <laughs> heating pad over there. So I don't know what the problem is, <laughs> but apparently TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram are going to be cutting out the woo. Um, there was, there was something coming around. There was somebody that posted a video saying that I think it's in the middle of March that they're going to stop. You're not going to, you're going to be limited as to what you can post right. if you're in the spiritual community. It's a real shame because mm-hmm. there's so many good, really quality people that have emerged on there that were otherwise unseen before that. And, and unfortunately like the, you know, there's a bunch of like, you know, eight, barely out of teenager, you're, you know, little scam artists on there, like <laughs> just no regard for life or consequences. And uh, I guess that's, that's the, that we all have to deal with that, but it's humanity's lesson, I guess. So. Well, the other day I posted uh, my card of the day and somebody reached out to me and said, my angel guides say I need to give you a reading. And so I, I wrote back, I'm like, how much is this going to cost me? Right. And then yeah. she didn't respond and I deleted it. It was just our block. That's I'm what like, they do. They give yeah. you a compliment. Like some of the people who've been scammed from fake accounts of me have been, have said like, oh yeah, they say like, oh, I'm picking up such powerful energy from me. Like they give you some sort of comment. So I tell people, they'll try to appeal to your ego. You know, they'll make it, they'll make it sound like they really like you somehow, you know? And it's like, no, no one, no reputable reader nowadays does readings through TikTok messages like mm-hmm. or Instagram or, or Facebook. Instagram. Yeah. Most of us have systems set up, um, you know, uh, and, and scheduling and all that. So, but uh, that's unfortunate to hear. But um, at the same time, I guess I, I kind of wondered if that would eventually happen. <laughs> I have to ask this. Have you ever had a moment where I, I you had a long, long island medium moment where you know you're somewhere public and somebody's dead relative decides to come over and say hi can you go give a message oh god yes i was gonna ask you the same question i was like waiting for the right moment um (laughs) but because it's it's like you have to ask right um yes i have actually one of my one of the kind of funniest ones was when i was um it going to get, I was not a professional at this point. I was still in denial. I mean, I knew I had abilities, but I didn't want to deal with them. <laughs> so I went to breakfast with my husband and there was like a long line, you know, to get your table, sit, get to get sat at your table. And, um, all of a sudden there, I see this, I'm aware of this family kind of sit, you know, sitting off to the corner kind of behind us. And I'm like, okay. Then all of a sudden this man just shows up and he tells me his name and he's just like telling me his health conditions. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And I just thought I must be out of my mind. So I'm just going to ignore that. And then he was like blowing up my whole body. It was like, I could feel everything. It was like pins and needles. And he kept telling me like, that's my wife over there in the wheelchair. And she's like on an oxygen tank. And I'm like, you know, and he's like, Oh yeah, that's my family. And she needs to know how much I love her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Mm, dude, no, I, I can't do that. Like, I will not 
go up to that poor lady who's in a wheelchair with the oxygen tank and like potentially give her a heart attack herself, like by just saying like, there's a dead man here. He is your husband or whatever. Um, and the whole breakfast, cause I would refuse to do it. He just bugged me and just kept saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And in, in his, in my head the whole time, flashing his cell, flashing everything on a loop and kept saying like, she's right there. Cause they ended up getting sat really close to us. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. So yeah, that, that was like, I was just blown away. And so, but after that, and once I became a professional, I kind of put like a barrier up so I don't get overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. but it happened to me at work when I used to work in an office. Um, Now I work from home. Actually, I do not do this stuff, the woo-woo stuff full-time. I actually, like I said earlier, design software for a living. Um, But they'll come up behind me and just be like, oh, hi. And I'm just like, no, no, sorry. I'll talk to you later. But my lunch breaks is usually their favorite time. So yeah, yeah. It's gotten better as I've built my boundaries up more, but how about you? The most awkward time was I was at the gym. I was in the bathroom changing into my swimsuit, which I know some people are like, why didn't you? No, I, anyway. <laughs> so I'm in the bathroom changing into my swimsuit and I hear this woman outside talking to another woman about her father, about the gravestone. And I'm minding my own business in the bathroom. And all of a sudden it's like, you need to go out there. I'm like, excuse me. You need to tell her, I don't give a fuck about the gravestone. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not going out there. This just looks creepy as anything. I'm going to go in the locker room. No. And he would not let up. He just would not let up. So I finished getting dressed. She was still out there going on. And I'm like, fine. So I walk over. I'm like, Excuse me, I know this is going to sound really weird, really silly, really creepy, but your dad told me to tell you, don't worry about the gravestone, save your money, you can do it whenever you can afford it, but don't worry about it right now. That's what I got for you. And she looked at me like I was totally insane. <laughs> and I walked away, I was just like, All right, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> just like they they're like yeah you're nuts yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it was i was just like okay so you got what you wanted i'm done i'm out of here yeah Mm-mm. oh no yeah i generally would not because people ask me this question a lot and um they say what do you think about Teresa caputo doing that i'm like i would not advise that it's there has to be some sort of consent i think for the for it to be truly impactful and for them to really be in a place to hear the message. If you're walking up to someone who's like deciding what kind of melon they want. And then you tell them some deep ass thing about like their, yeah, <laughs> their family, yeah. it could be traumatic. It could re-traumatize them. They, you know what I mean? You don't right. know what stage of life they're in. So I, I usually recommend people to not, but at first when you're starting out, you may end up saying like, well, let me just do it. And let me see what happens because I, I need to get this thing off my back. <laughs> I mean, normally I would not have done it and it wasn't anything that was major if it would have been something really deep and dark, I would not have done it, but oh, yeah. it was just kind of like, okay, dude, sure, sure. I'll, I'll go over there and, and, and say something. <laughs> Hopefully you got some little brownie points in the spirit world. <laughs> I, I hope so. I, mean, I used to go there to take an aqua chi class, which is a water Tai Chi class, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. But here, one day I got to class early and we weren't allowed to sit. And there was a guy, there was also where they would do uh, water therapy. And I watched a man actually die because he had been shot and he had a seizure by the pool as they were lowering him. And I watched him actually freaking die. And that was just mortifying in itself. And so then we, they still had class afterwards and it was like, my energy was so discombobulated after that. I couldn't focus. And for days after it was just like, they just carried on. 
Or well, is it the like class the was day? the class was in a different area, oh, so okay. it wasn't like right there, but it was right there. So I mean, oh, oh. oh yeah. no, oh gosh, but yeah, I don't know. You know how things go; they yeah. life carries on. It, was it, just... it does. How about like bad accidents? Like, have you ever driven by a bad accident and like saw sense the energy there or anything mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. Yes. And I've worked in when I used to work auto accidents and I've worked fatalities as far as talking to people on the phone afterwards. And I've had, I I had to physically get up from my desk and leave because the call was just that sucking life sucking. And that's one of the things I I think one of my biggest downfalls was taking that job because it messed with my health, both because of the stress level and because of dealing with that. I bet you were darn good at it, though. Mm, I, I have my moments. I like, the <laughs> I like the investigation part. I didn't like. I didn't like the judgment part of it. That's that's the biggest problem about interns that nobody thinks about. You're judging people. You're judging how 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 do you value pain on somebody else? And oh, that was God. something I had to eventually learn because that's what your job is as a, a bodily injury adjuster. You look through there and you investigate and you you say, okay, so here's the medical bills and let's see what their pain and suffering is going to be. Wow. It took me falling and hurting myself to sit there and go, what gives me the right to judge them, to judge their pain and suffering? Because everybody's pain and suffering is different. Oh, my God. Well, that's an extremely powerful lesson, despite mm-hmm. how I'm sure pretty kind of traumatizing it must have been for you. That's like it was a wake powerful. up call. Yeah. It was a wake up call. So, yeah. So what would you get, what kind of advice would you give anybody that wanted to do this? Uh, Don't rush into it. Just, just take your time because every lesson you learn is quite deep and you'll probably never be done learning each phase. It's just, it's, it's infinite, you know, but you might get to certain levels that allow you to can also start learning another thing and another thing. And also you have to trust your abilities. Um, and the more inner work you do to understand yourself better, the easier it, is, it becomes to, to get, to kind of put aside that little voice in your head that says, but what if I'm wrong? So knowing yourself actually increases your accuracy and, you know, yeah, explore different things. No, you're not talking to the devil. That's the biggest one I get, you know, and um, it's, it's an inherent gift in all humans. And some of us are just a little more naturally tuned into it. And the more you build one ability, another ability will start to open up or even expand. Yes. So enjoy that. <laughs> Sometimes you just don't even know and it'll just pop in. Uh, there's two things I wanted to touch on because one thing I, before the break, I wanted to say, and I forgot was you were talking about how people want to heal people, but haven't done the work. And I can't tell you how many people, and this was especially in the nineties with the big life coach boom. Hey, I'm a life coach. <laughs> Let me look at your life. Oh, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> the irony. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, granted, I, and I, I'm very well at knowing this, and I'm sure as a reader you are too. I give great advice, but I don't always take it. And how many times when you're reading somebody else's cards, are you sitting there going, oh, okay, this is about uh-huh. me too? Uh-huh, I get All the time. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing is also when back to that speedy reading event, there was a guy and people think, oh, energy can't be manipulated. There's a thing called meridians. I'm sure, you know, that can be shut down or whatever. So there's this guy who comes in and he was cocksure of himself. He walks in, he wants to shake every reader's hand. There's a reason 
So he shakes your hand. You got to do your reading. None of the cards. He's like, that's not right. I make them pull a fairy card at the very end and a card painted him out perfectly. He touched <laughs> it. The thing is, he went around to every one of us, shook our hand, shut us down. <gasps> what an ale. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Why would he use his abilities to do that? Was, it, was he, it purposeful? Yeah. It was his ego. It was totally yeah. his freaking ego. Do you think I it could, was like a subconscious, like the ego drove him, but he wasn't aware that he was shutting no, down Meridians? No, he was, he, knew. he was there to do it because he can't, he was smug about it. So if he, if so it's like someone has an ability like that, they will use it to sabotage others like them. Sometimes. That doesn't even make sense. But, Maybe that's but I can he, totally see that happening at well, the same time. Well, it's a power dynamic. It yeah. gives him power. It gives him power over everybody else. Oh my God. This brings me to one of the biggest things, one of the biggest lessons I've learned too. Not because you're psychic doesn't mean you're freaking a saint. Okay. Like there are some shitty people out there that are psychics that are, and people will assume they're scammers. Sometimes they, they are scammers and they're also psychic. There's not a mutually exclusive thing. You can be the most evil person in the world and have abilities. And I've met some that are truly terrifying people that are, do have abilities. It's just the way your system was designed when, you know, and, and in your family, perhaps in your family, there was abilities. So you might get that genetic predisposition. So that was, that's an, an interesting lesson I had to learn. <laughs> Another question. Have you ever sat down across from somebody and read for them only to discover that you were in the reading? Uh, yes. Um, there was a time where I showed up in someone's reading as like someone who would help them, but it was super awkward because I was like, oh, there's this like um, this really psychic woman, you know, who's kind of like nurturing is going to show up. And I was like, Hmm. <laughs> but like, I'm super awkward about something like that. So I think I didn't say it was me, but I was just like, yeah, they're, they're going to help you through this. Like they're going to become, and then it would happen, you know, or, or um, actually one time uh, someone I had done a mediumship reading for went and got a reading with another medium and the spirit was talking about me to the other medium nice and the medium was like who's this maria who's this maria 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 they're just talking all about maria and i was like oh my god that's crazy which is kind of also validating because you're like i really like i think all of us will still have that little tiny seed of doubt periodically like mm-hmm. i feel that was real but was it really you know and then when you hear another medium i mean it's like always like a little extra validation which is nice <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely um have you ever had any weirdness happen that you can't explain such as I would, I've told this story before I was reading at an event. It was a wind, a rainy, windy morning, everything dried up. It was all fine. It was clear. No more problems. We have the tent there. This two ladies come over and they're like, they want a reading. And I'm like, I don't take credit. Okay. Well, I'll go get my money. One lady sits down. I read her husband shows up. He's on the other side and he's, you know, after I do the reading, the woman is telling me how her friend who went to go get cash is always bad mouthing him, always bad mouthing him. I'm like, okay. So read some other people. She comes back. I got my money. Okay. Sits down, start reading her. I have, I don't have the card with me. My five of cups in the cosmic tarot looks like there's a tornado outside of the door. So I'm sitting there. I lay the five of cups down almost immediately. This gust of wind comes, picks up the tent, flips the canopy over, knocks the cards over. And I just, I grabbed them. I had the money in my pocket. I pull out the $20 and I go, 
I'm not supposed to read you. Do you think it was the gentleman who was oh, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, talker. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, and I didn't have any sage or anything to clean it. I'm like, ah, oh, so I didn't have oh any God. more business after that, but it was just like, yeah, that was, that was. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's been something. Um, well, there was like this reading that I was struggling with once. And usually, I, you know, I mean, it happens everyone, all of us will struggle at some point, just have a bad day, but I had been reading other people all night. Great. And then I get to this one guy and, um, he was just shut down. Like, so it was so hard to tap into his energy. He was like constantly, like he had like super bad ADHD. He was like picking up everything. And I have ADHD, but I'm like, shit, I'm not even that bad. He was like picking up all my cards, like touching everything, just like erratic energy yeah. was making me like just freeze up even more. And, but I, I gave him some stuff to come through. And then, and then after I was done reading him, he like goes over to a corner and the next person sits down. And then this guy just shouts, hey, Eric, Eric, this is the guy I just read for that was mm-hmm. like just all over the place. He's like, Eric, 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 does anyone know an Eric? And he's like pointing at all of us, Eric, 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 just pointing around. And then, and then I was like, I, I, I kind of, I know an Eric. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Eric's here. Uh, he says, you got to stop. Uh, you got to believe in yourself. You got to stop doubting yourself. Just, just, just trusted okay and he's like do you know who eric is and i'm like yeah it's a spirit i work with and he's like yeah yeah he's here he's here he says you need to like cut that out and i was like here's this guy just effing around with everything he's like completely hard to read he he's like literally a psychic and doesn't even he's a medium and doesn't even realize that he was a writer and so he could like see spirits and come and help him write books and stuff but he just thought they were characters and this guy is like you're channeling i'm like i couldn't believe it. it it still to this day just like blows my mind so yeah channeling your channel that was weird. <laughs> literally i couldn't believe it i was like okay well well sir <laughs> you are an odd one <laughs> well i guess i guess i should wrap this up we've been talking for a while i appreciate you maria is there anything that we haven't really talked about like your business that you'd like to add <laughs> where people can find you i mean it's going to be the show notes but tell us a little bit about it and you know. yeah no first of all it was, a, it was absolute pleasure getting to to meet you and chat with you today I had a great time um and uh yeah the happy healing shop is uh, as we said earlier is all online at the happy we basically are constantly growing um and are, are about to offer a membership because you know we're trying to find better ways to package all the content for people who want to le- really get into this stuff so keep an eye out for that it's called the happy healing club <laughs> because <laughs> nice. we couldn't come up with anything more creative yet. Um, and then uh, we also have a blog on our website. We have our Facebook group, which is the Happy Healers. If you want to join up the group and meet other people like you and get your questions answered about all the stuff. And uh, yeah, check us out on TikTok at Medium Maria Hill and the Happy Healing Shop. Those are two different accounts. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks so much. So I hope you guys learned a little bit about how to protect yourself from a scam artist, as well as the whole process of plugging into your intuition and how to grow your intuition. I think that if we can embrace our intuition and embrace our both masculine and feminine and confront our shadow side and work into work it into us and heal our traumas, we'd all be in a much better place. And I've talked about this before. Maria is a bubbly person and I think she has a lot to offer and, you know, I think you guys should go check her shop out. And 
If you have any questions about metaphysics and you wanted to ask me, you know, you can reach me at Donna at better2podcast.com. That's D-A-U-N-A at better2podcast.com. And if you want a reading, you can get a reading from me at dmneedham.com under Kitty Mystic. Also, let's see. Oh, yeah. If you missed an episode, you can check it out at better2podcast.com. And we also have another show called the B2D2 podcast that goes live every Saturday morning. So on that note, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, evening, day, whenever you choose to listen. And I'll catch you next time, guys. Bye. Better Two Podcast is mixed, edited, and produced by Rich Zai of Third Ear Audio Productions.